How many of you ready for the word? I remember years ago in the little jail in Columbus, North Carolina, just a little county jail where uh, we were there. Some of us, about seven or eight of us guys went in there and we were singing for about 30 minutes. Now these are only, I don't know, six or eight cells down that one hallway, singing for about 30 minutes and then all of a sudden, the very last cell, all the way down at the end, I heard these words. I hadn't even seen the guy, the inmate yet. Um, but I, I heard these words uh, yelled out of the cell. I'm ready for the word. <laughs> I was like, yes, I haven't heard that in the church very much. Um, anyway, but ready for the word. Aren't you grateful for the word of God? I, I thank God so much for his word. And through all these uncertain times and the instability and the uncertainties and everything that we deal with, the certainty of the Word of God. What a great, great blessing. Well, this morning, I want to learn a little bit more. You know, I, as I preach, I learn. The Lord speaks to me, and then you just let others listen in. So I want to learn more about this passage of Scripture as we unpack it here this morning. It's a very interesting passage of Scripture. Overcome the poison in the pot. I thought of giving it a title, just poison in the pot. But I'm very sensitive. I'm not, I'm not good. If, if I'm struggling for a message title, I will usually go to my wife because, you know, she's the very uh, creative one. Now, we've not come to the place yet when it comes to preaching that if I don't know what to preach, that she'll preach. But uh, I, I, do tell, uh, I do tell my family or I tell others that if I ever run out, I got plenty of backup. Uh, but really, but you know, when I, when I look at a mess, you know, uh, poison in the pot, yeah, there's a lot of poison out there, but it, 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 it carries, you know, as I, as I was thinking of, I trust mostly believers here this morning, you know, we are overcomers in Christ. We're not just going to focus on the poison, but how do we overcome the poison that, that we're faced with in this nation today? On Tuesday, there is a very, very important day that is coming up in our nation. And friend, we are not voting for individual people. We are voting for values. We are voting for what people stand for. There's no man or woman on earth that we ought to put our faith and trust in. But it's the values that they promote. That's what we're Voting for, if we vote. That's what we're voting for. But overcome the poison in the pot. If you have your Bibles, go to 2 Kings chapter 4. It is a very interesting passage of Scripture. As you look at this and read through some of these, you know, you have different miracles that God was doing uh, through um, uh, Elisha. And then we come to verse 38. The heading in my Bible says, The Miracle of the Deadly Pottage. So we're going to read about a stew that was made, and it ended up with some poison in it. Didn't turn out so well, but it ended up good, and we're going to see what that is like. Verse 38, 2 Kings chapter 4, and Elisha came again to Gilgal. There was a dearth in the land, and the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, and he said unto his servants, set on the great pot and seethe pottage for the sons of the prophets. And one went into the field to gather herbs, and he found a wild vine. He gathered thereof wild gourds, his lap full. And he came and he shred them into the pot of the pottage. 
for they knew them not. So they poured out for the men to eat, and it came to pass as they were eating of the pottage that they cried out and said, O thou man of God, there is death in the pot. And they could not eat thereof. But he said, Then bring meal. And he cast it into the pot, and he said, Pour out for the people that they may eat, and there was no harm in the pot. Now, I read out of the King James Version. When I read this in the NLT, which I want to do on the screen, so that it just helps me to understand it even to a greater extent. Elijah now returned to Gilgal, and there was a famine in the land. One day as the group of the prophets was seated before him, he said to his servant, put a large pot on the fire and make some stew for the rest of the group. One of the young men, he went out into the field to gather herbs. He came back with a pocket full of wild gourds. He shredded them. He put them into the pot without realizing they were poisonous. And then some of the stew was served to the men, but after they had eaten a bite or two, they cried out, man of God, there is poison in this stew. So they would not eat it. Elisha said, bring me some flour. Then he threw it into the pot and he said, now it's all right. Go ahead and eat. And then it did not harm them. Some time ago, there was a pastor who went to visit one of his elderly church members who was ill. After arriving and the older lady he was visiting, he she invited him to sit down in the living room, and he sat down and began to visit. And on the table in front of them was a small container full of peanuts. Looked very good. He looked at the lady before they started and said, Ma'am, these look so good. Would, would you mind if I would have some? She said, oh, absolutely, without reservation, eat all you would like. So they got to visiting. He kept eating the peanuts and the peanuts. Well, after about an hour of visitation, he was getting up to leave. He looks at this bowl. He had virtually ate all the peanuts. Felt kind of bad. And he said, ma'am, I'm so sorry. I see I, without thinking, we were visiting and without thinking, I... I just, I ended up eating all your peanuts. I'm so sorry. She said, oh, it's okay, pastor. She said, you know, since I got older in age and I don't have my teeth anymore, I just suck off the chocolate and leave the peanuts. <laughs> you say, what's the point? Sometimes spiritually, we don't realize what we're eating. Because there's so much poison out there, and unless we are really keenly in tune with the Holy Spirit, we end up giving in and eating poison and don't even realize it. That's the point. Just like what happened in this story where... Elisha came to Gil. There was, a, there was a famine in the land. There was a, there was a drought. There was a famine. So, so he was making, and so it was, the, it was Elijah's job 
You know, the people were complaining, hey, we don't have food, we don't have water. They were only seeing the physical in what they were not having. So it is the prophet's job to, to, to go deeper and to see why are we in a famine? Why are we lacking? Looking at the cause of the lack rather than just looking at the circumstances of life was his job. So he was trying to explain to them. And then this one young fellow, I guess, says, one went out into the field to gather herb. He found a wild gourd. Now, I am not an expert on, on wild gourds, but I understand it's a form of a, of a cucumber. In other words, on the outside, it looks very good. So here comes this young man, I mean, loaded with just armful as it states. You know, you can just picture him. He goes out there, he grabs them, and, and, and he comes running back. He has all, so they chop it up. Now, on the outside, these gourds look very good. They, they had no sign of any kind of poison. They looked good. What they didn't realize, what was on the inside... So they chop it up. I doubt if they had a power chopper, but whatever they used. They chop it up and they, they put it in the stew and they stir it and they stir it and they stir it. Then people begin to eat this stew without realizing they're eating this stew. And all of a sudden, ah. Anybody ever have food poisoning? Few people, at least that won't admit it, huh? Food poisoning is not much fun. You know the feeling of it. If you've had it, hopefully you never get it. All of a sudden they realized this was something in this stew that cost them to get sick. Whatever all took place. As we think of the condition of our country, what has happened in our nation in the last five to six months. Referring specifically to the pandemic, which I'm sure that you have all heard about. Yeah, all heard about. Now, I know today that there are a lot of opinions. There are a lot of theories. There's a lot of things out there around this pandemic. In fact, I believe it's part of the poison in the pot. Back in the end of May, our family had the virus. Our entire staff had the virus. In the middle of all of that, of course, that was a few months back. In the middle of all of that as we were dealing with, I'm trying to lead my family through this and trying to lead the ministry through this and what do you do and how do you do it and do you get tested, don't you get tested and just all that stuff, stuff. Find my, found myself about a two-week span, of course, the quarantine and all that stuff, celebrating our anniversary in the middle of it. What a time.
It has literally been years since I had felt such a weight and a heaviness on my heart. The middle of that. And I know I would tell people, oh, don't fear and don't this and don't that and all of that. And we would talk about it. And After we were through it, out of quarantine, felt good. Our symptoms, thank God, were very mild. A few staff members had it heavier. I know that's not everybody's story. Some people that have passed away, whether it was actually of COVID or not, I'm not here to debate that. After the fact, one night, sitting out on the lawnmower, mowing, trying to keep a straight line, talking to the Lord, meditating, worship. Yeah, you can do that on a lawnmower, thank God. And I just asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what was that heaviness all about? Why, why did I do, what, what was that heaviness? I mean, I hadn't felt that weight on my chest for years. I mean, it was like, and then, you know, there was a relief a day or two, and then it would come back. And I said, Lord, what was it? I did not hear this in an audible voice, but I sensed it and I heard it in the spirit. I heard three words very clearly. The three words were control, confusion, and fear. I was like, huh, Lord, that's interesting. What does that mean? Control, confusion, and fear. Now, I don't know if you believe, well, I, I think I do know. In lawnmower revelation, <laughs> at that moment, it didn't really matter if the line was straight anymore or not, because it was a revelation moment. Right on that lawnmower, when I heard those three words, it was like, Lord, that is exactly what I was dealing with. And in the middle of it, I, I, you know, you're, you're so covered up in trying to discern what do I do? How do I, how do I provide leadership to the people that God has placed within my, 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 uh, my realm? And, 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 and you're so focused on, on this. And one day, you know, I felt totally controlled by certain ones and certain people. And the next day I was like totally confused about, well, who should I believe? What should I believe? And all of that. And then, oh, oh yeah, well, I want to believe God. Yeah, we do. And, and, you know, and all just that confusion, which then caused me to fear. It's like, well, what if I don't do it? Can anybody identify? And I was like, Lord, I thank you for the revelation because all three of those, confusion, control, and fear, you have already overcome. So now I will just surrender to that. And Lord, you are the overcomer. I repent for even giving in to that poison. And there was a weight lifted. Yes! But this is an ongoing revelation that the Lord continued to show me in this whole thing was all you heard about this pandemic usually is the physical side of things. And I'm not downplaying that. I, uh, you know, it, it doesn't. I mean, any virus has an effect on people. But the news medias, the CNN and the SMBCs or S whatever they are, 
Fox News and um, whatever all they are, you probably will not hear anything other than the health side of things, physical side of things, whether it has to do with symptoms, masks, whatever all. That's what you hear from the news media. And you don't even know how much of it is facts, truth, untruth, whatever. What you don't hear, and th th this is what God spoke to me about. They are doing their job in what they think they ought to do for the people in America. But has the church done their job? God spoke to my heart that day on the lawnmower. So you need to tell the church about the real driving force of poison behind this virus. And those three words, control, confusion, and fear, has been, I believe, the driving force behind this pandemic that many people don't want to have exposed, and for sure not CNN or any other news media, because when the newscasters, when, when, whether they realize it or not, there is a driving force of evil behind this thing. And there are many people that are blinded to that fact and that are giving in to it and are confused and controlled and giving in the fear. Why do we think the suicide rates are increasing at numbers that are way beyond what we've ever seen? Because those spirits are released in the atmosphere. And it has taken people down the wrong road to the point of taking their life. A 21-year-old Amish uh, man just uh, a few months ago, right in the middle of it, engaged to be married this fall, all of a sudden just, boom, took his own life. Well, I understand, wasn't it the West Holmes school principal? I mean, what? Superintendent, yeah, superintendent. I mean, seriously. That spirit of control and confusion and fear has been released in America. That's the poison that is in the pot. It's the poison that is in the pot, but I am glad we don't have to stop there. Yeah. We got to expose it and recognize it. That's what we're dealing with. But oh... Those three spirits are no match to the Holy Spirit. No match. But CNN will not expose that. MSNBC won't expose it. But we're called to expose it. Now, wow. We've got to keep going here. Um, so they poured, verse 40, they poured out for the men to eat. It came to pass, and they were eating of the pottage, that they cried out and said, O thou man of God, there's death in the pot. They could not eat thereof, but he said, bring me the meal. Let me go back to this. Yes, Elijah said, bring me some flour. Then he threw it in the pot, and he said, now it's all right. Go ahead and eat, and, they, and then it did not harm them. So what does flour have to do with this poison? So now, get this picture. So you have a big pot of stew there, 
The poison was already in the pot. So there's no way that Elisha could reach in there because it was all chopped up. There's no way Elisha could reach in there and remove the poison, right? Because it's stirred in. It's all part of the mix. He couldn't reach in and get it out. So he did something that will overpower the poison. Yeah, we know where we're going with this. Yes. So he didn't reach in to remove the poison, but the flour, it's used to make bread. It's thicker. It has more, I don't know, in um, absorbance. Okay, see, my wife helps me. See, a lot of times in revival meetings, you know, they're often in the back by the tables and stuff, and, and, and I'll, I'll be looking back there, and she's, she's trying to tell me, you know, we do things in signs and wonders. She's back there signing, and I'm up here wandering, but I'm not, yes, Lord. I'm not trying to make light of that verse, uh, signs and wonders. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to make light of that verse, but nevertheless. But you know, the flour, it was thicker. It was, it was meant to overpower what was in there so that they can eat. So bring me some flour so that I can put it in. So he puts the flour in and he stirs it up and he says, now eat and it shall do thee no harm. Can we liken the flower as unto Jesus, the Son of God, the Savior of the world? He is the one that has overcome any poison. He's the one that will come against the spirit of fear and confusion and control. And I'm afraid the church has fallen asleep, has allowed those things to overtake our life, and may I say, even before the pandemic, even before the pandemic, the pandemic is just what revealed it. It's what it took to reveal it. So many in the church today, we give in to confusion and fear. It's, um, control. Friends, we're not in control of our life. He is. So we're out here looking for all the ingredients to try to fulfill emptiness, loneliness, depression, all that stuff. Kind of like the man who went in the grocery store. He wanted to cook. So he went to the grocery store and get some spaghetti sauce. He found it on a char. He's not real good at cooking, but he knew enough about it that he knew where to go. So he gets a jar of spaghetti sauce. Looks good. Brings it up to the counter and asks the cashier, now I have the sauce here, but where are the tomatoes? Yeah. Um, the cashier said, well, it's, it's in there. 
It's, it's, it's in there. Oh, so where's, where's the basil? Um, it's, it's in there. Where's the sausage? Uh, it's, it's in there. Where's the garlic? Uh, it's in there. Oh, I get it. So, so everything is in there. Yes, everything is in there. While this man was trying to look all throughout to try to figure out this ingredient, this ingredient, this ingredient, this ingredient, while he was looking everywhere else, he had everything right in his hand. And I'm afraid that the church, we are looking everywhere else to try to heal our depression, to try to heal this, to try to heal the suicidal thought and all of that, friend. It is all in here, and we don't have to go to the world to get other ingredients to fix our problems because the world is poison. It is the poison in the pot. And God is calling us to repent. I was so, so moved. I've been sharing some of this at banquets last week. Lamar, in fact, uh, met them in the state capital, nation's capital. Well, you guys were there. I'm probably different ones that were he moved that Saturday or what? Interesting thing. I had no idea of the return that was happening there. All I knew was Franklin Graham's prayer march. Long story short, the Lord worked a miracle through a local Ford garage owner that bought me a plane ticket to go up there. That's a story in itself. I remember getting up there, and I'm looking at... Maybe, yeah, there it is. I get to this place. I am so moved. Get to the Lingam Memorial. And I'm looking around at these tens of thousands of people. This was at the Lingam Memorial. I had no idea that halfway between there and the Capitol, the return was going on with tens of thousands more people. And I start looking around, and then when this gentleman, if you can see it clear enough, our vice president, it's about from here to the doors back there from him. And again, it's not in him. It's who he serves. He was not bashful. If you get a chance, you may have watched that link. Incredible speech he gave that day to the glory of God, thanking the American people for praying for them, and also calling us to pray. In fact, I was so overwhelmed by my surroundings that all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, I came to pray. <laughs> like I, I, was so, I was so moved. And here's why I was so moved. All you hear, all you hear is the poison. All you hear in America right now from the news and all that stuff. All, sometimes it's just good to turn that stuff off. 
in the middle of this pandemic, sometimes, you know, there's this whole spirit of confusion, control, and fear. It can come even within families. Even separating families within one congregation. Well, I think you ought to do this, or I think you ought to do it. No, I don't think you should. Well, yes, I think I should. Well, I want to be a confusion. Confusion. There's times even in our home when we were discussing it in all the different scenarios. I said, all right, enough of that. I just went out in the bus and turned worship music on. Yes! <laughs> Woo! Come to the throne of grace. And it wasn't that we were having feuds between us. It was, it was more just discussing the whole scenario. But then it causes you to become confused because you don't know what to believe, who to believe. What do you do? Worship! That's what will overcome the poison in the pot. We worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The poison killer. Yes. I never said that, have I? He is the poison killer because he is alive and well. He's not dead. He has risen. Poison killer. Man, I like that. There's a new revelation right there. Glory to God. I remember... So I was walking, walked about four miles that day. I was so moved, and here's why. And I'm sure different ones that were there at the return, some of the same experiences. But there are tens of thousands of people in America that are calling on the name of the Lord our God. Amen. It is not all negative. There are people, when I, when I looked around, and, I, and, and, and at one time he had us all pray together, and, and I was just like, wow, this is awesome, Lord. There are all these people still in America, and many more. Not only were the amounts that were there, but were, were millions. I saw on a website, one point some million, I forget the exact number, were tuning in online in America and even in other parts of the world. They're tuning in. Yes, friend, the church has the answer. Church has the answer. If my people, we've heard this verse, I am sure, many, many times, called by my name, not the non-believers, but the ones that are called by my name, humble themselves and pray, seek my face. Here's the part that I often don't want to follow through. I like every other part, but this little phrase in there, and turn from their wicked ways. That's the key. Turn from their wicked ways. Too many times I want to hang on to my own stuff. And then say, Lord, bless. No, he wants us to lay it all down. Yeah. Yeah. All. 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 Then I will hear from heaven, the Lord says. And I will forgive their sins. And I will heal their land. I was so moved. I said, Lord, it is time that we rise up and declare it. It's not all negative news. There's good news. Jesus is the poison killer. And he will continue to kill the poison. As you and I surrender to him, lay down our life. 